All right, we're live on episode 49, I think it is, right? As I can't even figure out how to share this thing on Facebook. I mean, Jesus, That's it's so hard to figure out. Okay. 98, we are. We are halfway to 98. That is correct. Uh, so we have a game to review. Last time we didn't have one. Now we do have one. Uh, so that's exciting, I guess. Then there's a game to preview for tomorrow, and then we get into some uh, bracketological stuff and what people think of Illinois and uh, where they should be. And obviously, I, I have my own opinions on these things, but you know, we'll get into that. Uh, but let's start with the game from Friday night. Illinois beats Iowa for the second time in about 14 months. Back to back wins against Iowa, both of which at home. Um, I mean, my margin of victory was five. Nailed it. Almost got the score right. I was two points off with both teams. So yeah, I was 80, pretty 75. Close. Um, I was pretty close. 98, 95. It was on pace to do that. Um, second half got a little slower, though. But good game by Illinois. Which is expected that Illinois is not going to um, – they, they were trying to defend to where they wouldn't, you know, let Iowa score 100 on them. Yeah, and the, I mean the second half, their their defense really stepped up. Um, the last ten minutes, pretty much, they were pretty locked down. Um, I know a lot of Iowa fans were complaining because uh, Illinois wasn't called for a foul in the last ten minutes, but you know, Illinois was due to get some some home calls, right? I mean, they let yeah. them play. They let them play more than I thought they would. They so did. I, they, nobody talks about how Iowa went thirteen minutes without a foul in the first half. So. It is what it is. Sorry, Iowa fans. Um, we'll get some tissues for you. But uh, <laughs> player of the game, um, I think we both agreed on this. Uh, Trent Frazier. It was nice to have Trent back, uh, playing with confidence. Uh, but really, the whole starting five played well, um, minus your boy Ace Wolf. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, maybe it was the yellow hair or whatever. But yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall the starting five was really good. Um, I don't think that I don't think Adam Miller really did anything wrong. I mean, no. missed a few shots, but I mean, his defense was fine. Um, he just didn't catch a lot of minutes uh, towards the end. So, but Trent had twenty four points, uh, eight of thirteen shooting, four of nine from three, four rebounds and a steal. So. Uh, he was very good. He was great on defense, uh, holding Bohannon to six points and two of six shooting. Uh, so, and Trent played 38 minutes. So he was, he played the most on the team. Um, go ahead. That's exciting, obviously. So, you know, you got that going. And uh, let's see, this is a quote. Underwood on Trent. He's always got to bring up practice. He said about Frazier, he's been on a heater all week in practice. Io had his best week on the defensive side. I'm happy for both guys. So, why does Underwood find the need to bring up practice? He loves every his practices. single chance. I mean, he loves God. them. I mean, I, I guess that's it. Shows that you know how you are supposed to play in a game. But I mean, I'm sure that they have good practices and then go out and throw out duds anyways. So, well, the good thing for Illinois is that they had Io and Trent playing the way that they expect them to, and they didn't yeah. need Miller to do anything. Right, and they they really, I mean, that was that was a nice thing, and even Kofi, you know, only had nine points, but those guys were rolling. Uh, Trent was playing with a ton of confidence, like I said, and you know, hopefully that'll carry over on 
after this game because this was kind of this is kind of the turning point. I mean, if Illinois is going to make a run at a Big Ten regular season title, um, this was a must-win game, and for them to come out and play like they did and play a full game, kind of a full game. I'll get into that later, but um, <laughs> well. Um, Against the second best team that they they've played, and uh, probably going to end up being the third best team they played because Michigan they'll play next week. But you know, yeah. I think that uh, Curbelo, before we get to him later, yeah, maybe he should stop dribbling so much and move the ball. I you know what I hate about just college basketball in general is the drive and leave your feet. And, and then you have to try to get bailed out or, you know, make a crazy pass. Um, it, it, it just drives me nuts that, that once they get into the lane, they just decide to jump in the air and then they'll see if they can do something from there. But do you ever see anyone on Baylor do that? No. Probably not. Exactly. Better fundamentals. Experience cards and uh, <coughs> better coaching. So, <laughs> wow. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, look at what Scott Drew's done there. I mean, come on. Yeah. That program was like 10 times worse than what Illinois was when Underwood got it compared to what, when Scott Drew got it. But, you know, Frazier needed a game like this. You know, you hope he can do the same thing tomorrow. And if he doesn't, at least, you know, he's going to still play defensively. And, uh, yeah. and and I think it's the shooting, you know, shooting with confidence. When you make a few baskets, when you like the one that he made falling out of bounds with no time on the shot clock, you know, after the, those, re, those travel, the trap, the fake, the faux travel. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, it, it was good, but you know, Grandison, I think was a huge uh, player in this game. Um, yeah. I think whoever runs our Twitter uh, tweeted out that he might right, be right, player right. of the game, but then didn't pick him, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, but yep. uh, most minutes that Grandison's played all year, 30, he played 30 minutes this game, which he earned it. Yeah, I agree. Um, he, I, I do feel like his overall athleticism probably isn't as good as most. Um, he still he still plays a little bit slower, but uh, but I mean, he does the things that you need a guy like him to do. I mean, he got ten rebounds. He was you know had the second most rebounds on the team, and that's something that Illinois has been lacking is the rebounds. Um, and they finally had enough rebounds this game. They actually out-rebounded Iowa 39-33, which um, they haven't – I don't think they've out-rebounded a team in three, four games probably. But uh, but Grandison with a double-double, 11 points, hit a huge three with like two and a half minutes left uh, to, to really uh, boost the team forward. And uh, he played well defensively too. Um, had two steals and a really nice save falling out of bounds. But – uh, yeah, he, I think that he's now, I mean, this is going to be his role. He's going to be a starter, right? I mean, he, I don't I see Demonte yeah. taking it back at this point. So what happens next year? If Demonte stays and Trent stays. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know how, where that's going. It's going to be so weird. Let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? I see that poster in the back, by the way. It's very, very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Very Just nice in the mail today. Yeah. You know, I sent you the links you could buy it because it's it limited. Because you wouldn't buy it. So I had to buy it. Well, why would I? I don't have the time for that. I got that <laughs> back there that you also bought. Uh, so uh, Grandison set the tone early for himself. He hit that mid range shot. Yeah. And then he had another thing that he did that I forgot. So 
pretty good. Yeah. He does, I mean, he's playing well, and, and he's – I feel like he's – not that DeMonte's not an offensive threat, but DeMonte doesn't take shots. Um, so I think Grandison would be more of an offensive threat than DeMonte overall. I think, I think DeMonte's still got something going on with his right hand. I think that's yeah. probably why he's not shooting. Probably. And he really doesn't shoot unless he's completely open. Yeah. And and that's, he, go, go ahead. He only took one three this game, and it was kind of like while they were on a fast break and he was moving towards the basket. Yeah. Um, wasn't wasn't really a Demonte three unless he's completely set and there's not anyone that close to him. That's the only time he's going to shoot and make him probably. But the yeah. thing is, the thing that disappointed me with Miller in this game is that his looks were really good. I don't know why he's not making yeah. those. Yep. Um, I think yeah. it's. A, I think it could be something to do with the uh, maybe his form. Yeah, he just it just looks so like open. it's like drifting. It looks like his ball drifts to the left, yeah, or to the right. They're they're just not on target for some reason. So, um, but one guy that did shoot well from three, Io, three for three from three. Uh, I felt like he proved that he's one of the best players in the country uh, against Iowa. Uh, had a had a better game than Garza, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, but twenty five points, eleven of eighteen shooting. Like I said, he was three of three from three, um, and, and he finally got going in the first half because that's something Mayo's been kind of slacking on, uh, not getting going to start the game. Um, he came out ready to score, ready to play. Had nineteen points in the first half. He attacked so, the rim. Yeah, a lot quicker he than he usually does. He did, and he was making those little runner, those funny runners that he takes. They were going in, um, and I always think that helps. Uh, especially with him because because he does take some tough shots. And so if those are falling, it's going to lead to good things. So uh, I thought they played good defense against Wieskamp. I didn't realize Wieskamp had 19 points until I went back and looked. He had a lot of contested threes. He did. He did. Uh, there were some that Iowa didn't get out on. Um, and and what Iowa does well is is run out of bounds plays from underneath the hoop. And they usually set those up, that up for Wieskamp to get close to the bucket. Um, you know, and Io got on his back a few times and couldn't get to him. But uh, it, it was just – it was good to, that he had a game also, um, especially when we – you know, we talk about Miller and DeMonte and, you know, they really weren't there offensively. They weren't there much of the game. Um, uh, DeMonte played 12 minutes. Miller played 17 they were combined 0 for 4 from 3. So uh, even if those guys knock down a few, I mean, El- Illinois wins this game running away, I feel. But, uh, but yeah, as you talked about before, Curbelo, I thought he was really good. Um, had three turnovers again. I mean, I think that's his average now. Um, you're just going to expect it when he goes out. But uh, he was 3 of 4 from the field, and he kind of started hitting that little fadeaway jumper that he does. Um, you know, the shot that people people were upset that he was taking earlier in the season, it looked like he found his touch again. And what Curbelo does and what we want him to do, he had eight assists. So, you know, leading the team in assists on the night, and he had four rebounds. So um, I did find this uh, stat, which I don't really know if this has any significance anywhere, but um, – he is one of five freshmen in the nation with multiple eight point eight assists for rebound games. It's the so. stupidest stat. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when you're looking for stats, you're always going to find stats, right? So, um, but that, yeah, that was from Illini news and notes or whatever. I wonder who the other four are. Stats and notes. 
I don't know. I would think Jalen Suggs and Cade Cunningham, Cunningham. have probably done yep. it. Yep. <clears throat> I don't really know who else. Yeah, and, and he's only done it in two games. So, <laughs> I don't – I mean, the Minnesota game, I think, was the other one. So, well, I thought – but I thought Georgie was good. I mean, he wasn't terrible. I like how they forced the ball into him so many times. I, how does it like I understand that they don't guard him like teams guard Kofi, but how does he get five shots up? I mean, it's unreal. And some of them weren't great shots, probably four of the five of them. The one that he made was fine. But uh, I thought he played well defensively. I was really worried about him playing defense against Garza. And as soon as he got put in the game, they went to Garza and Garza posted him up and scored easy. Um, and I, I was watching it with my buddy Troy. And I'm like, here we go. Georgie's going to struggle. But after that, it seemed like he started going um, defensively a lot better. So, uh, you know, he, he, did, he did what he needed to do. He filled that space when Kofi had to go out. Um, and then – you know, talk about Kofi could have easily been player of the game. Uh, only had nine points, uh, but 11 rebounds. And he literally won this game for Illinois down the stretch. Uh, he had the block that was, you know, weird goaltending, whatever. Thank goodness they blew the whistle because yeah. uh, Wieskamp had an easy putback. So, uh, but great block. Then he had a steal and then, um, you know, he's shooting his free throws and, you know, you just make one. I mean, it was one and one misses the front end. Somehow nobody boxes him out. And it just kind of goes to him. And I got to say his hands are apparently better because he dribbled that he like, he dribbled rebounded that, which scared <laughs> the crap out of me. But uh, then he stepped up to the line, made them both. And, uh, and he just kind of walked to the sideline to the coaches. Uh, and you could just tell how much, and we talked about it before, um, the game when we did the preview is that he thinks that this is one of the best rivalries in college basketball. And I think it's probably because he's part of it, which I understand. Um, but you could tell how much he wanted this win. The only thing that I don't necessarily like is that why can't, why shouldn't all the games be this, this wanted, like, yeah, why wouldn't you want it, want it that much in all of them? Cause Illinois hasn't played like that. So um, but maybe this will wake him up. Yeah, maybe it will. Uh, but he, I, he did a great job on Garza, um, held Garza to 19. I, I know that's a lot of points, but it's Luca Garza. He puts up 30 a game usually. So, uh, and he, he was closing out on threes, which is something that he wasn't doing earlier. So I think him guarding Garza is going to help him, you know, against Indiana, you know, when they do play them tomorrow night, uh, and actually getting extended. I felt like he moved a lot better in this game. Um, so uh, good for Kofi. Uh, Underwood did say about Kofi, uh, he knows the impact isn't just about making baskets. His impact is what he does on the defensive end. Just hitting Garza over the course of 40 minutes wears a guy out. So um, definitely uh, – did that. I mean, and you know, got Garza in foul trouble. Garza probably could have got fouled out earlier because Kofi went up for the alley oop and Garza literally just ran underneath him. But <laughs> that's nor here nor there, you know. But yeah. So definitely a good game for Kofi. I mean, you wouldn't think, you know, looking yeah. at his numbers. Yeah, but. if you look at the session, but he went five of seven from the free throw line. So um 
I think he missed the front end of two of them or whatever it was, but that that's awesome that he's making free throws and his form looks good. I thought he made that first one, but um, you know, we ended up short, but I mean, if you look at Iowa in this game, you know, I think if they would have had CJ Frederick, that would have changed it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they win, but um, I mean, if you look at the way Iowa played, I mean, Garza didn't have a great game for his standards. Bohannon didn't do anything. Yeah, I think Wieskamp was really their only really good player in this game because not only is he a good defender, he hit a lot of tough shots. Yeah, definitely. You know, but yeah, so like I said, I, Illinois just needs to to play like every team's Iowa, apparently. Um, you know, I you know people were saying this is the first. Full forty minutes. Well, we talked Duke. We thought Duke was. Um, yeah. I don't feel like the this game was so much though. I felt like when Garza went to the bench with three or four fouls. I think it was three fouls. Um, and Illinois was up six, and then they let Iowa back in the game. I thought that was a big momentum swing. I thought Illinois was going to be in trouble there. Uh, luckily, they you know ended up pulling it out. But yeah, but them rebounding there. I think you could still consider this a full game unless we're going to sure. make our standards for a full 40 minute game, like impossible. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what we're here for. Right. You know, us, yeah. us guys that don't play basketball at a D one level are going to criticize I, the kids that do. <laughs> I play basketball on Wednesday nights and it's pretty yeah. damn close to D one. But uh, I, I just scrolling through a line. I Twitter, uh, I ran across this guy and I screenshot it. I don't know who he is, but at blue crew boss, if you listen uh, I thought that he summed it up pretty well on Twitter. He said, Trent is the straw that stirs the drink, which is a great line. Um, almost as good as hard rocking dude. Uh, when he's confident and engaged offensively, Illinois is at its best. Clearly, Illinois needs a reason to play. When they are interested, they are a top 10 team. When they aren't, they're like a 20 to 25 team. That's pretty good, though. If they're not interested and they're still top 25, I'll take that. <laughs> I will, too. But I'm just saying, I, I thought that summed up kind of how Illinois season has been, you know, with the Maryland loss. And, you know, you look at those and, and it just doesn't seem like Illinois gets up for all the games. Which is ridiculous. Do, yeah, this is a nuts. team that won 21 games last year and was robbed of being able to play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You think Why the hell they would, would they not want to you beat think the they would want to dominate everybody? Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I think I think mentality of this team is the one thing that separates them from where they could be. Mm-hmm. Like I think this team right now, 16 games, they could be 14 and two or yep. 15 and one. And little mistakes here and there, not getting up for a game, not playing well for the first half. And they've gotten away with not playing well in the first half for two games. So you look at the Northwestern games, the big example, they were down 15 at the half. They win the game by 25. That's never going to happen again. That was just an absolute meltdown from Northwestern. And then the other game where they got away with that, I would say is probably, you know, the uh, the Indiana game or the Purdue game where they didn't have a great first half and still won the game. So Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, you go on a line of hashtag line, I Twitter after the game and you think, Oh, they got a W nobody's going to complain. But of course people were, were complaining, uh, Miller, you know, his performance also, uh, Brad Underwood did not put Coleman Hawkins in the game. Um, after, after he said that he made a concerted effort to put him in the P in the Penn state game, uh, and he played 14 minutes, he didn't play at all. Um, 
thought it was weird. I don't think it really mattered. I don't know if Hawkins could really match up defensively against anybody on Iowa was probably a big part of it. Um, it's just weird that that Underwood goes through this, and maybe it's part of the game plan. I assume it was. I mean, obviously it was, but uh, just weird that he didn't see the floor. But, you know, my boy BBV got on the floor, uh, may have missed a bunny, and you texted me and said that he's terrible. But you know what? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I assume that it had to be a matchup thing. It's the only reason why Hawkins wasn't in the game. But uh, overall, uh, good win. You know, Illinois uh, held Iowa to only six free throw attempts, and they only made three of them. So uh, they, I think, you know, people were complaining because of the fouls or whatever, but I think the fouls ended up being like 15-14 or something until Iowa went nuts with fouls. Yeah. Um, but but the defense, you know, was just really good. The last 10 minutes of the game, um, and Underwood said uh, of the game that, it was a winning mentality, and that's what we've been talking about. You've got to do. You've got to take great, great pride in what you do on the defensive side. Be nice if they did that the entire season. Yeah, and they said, but if you can stop them, I feel like we can do it against anybody in the country. Which ever heard of Gonzaga, Brad? <laughs> he said top two or three offensives in the country. There are two or three, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why you have to put top there because they're obviously never going to be number one. <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, did you see the new Wooden Award watch list? I did not. Just saw it 11 minutes ago on Twitter. It includes uh, Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn. So, wow. Illinois is one As of. As it probably uh, should, right? Yeah, Illinois is one of, I believe, two teams with two players. I think Gonzaga is the other one, and Gonzaga has three players. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, they have. Uh, Corey Kispert, who's the best three-point shooter in the country, no doubt. Jalen Suggs, who's probably the best freshman. I mean, I know Cade Cunningham's great. He's also on this list, but Suggs has Different performed yeah. really well. I agree. Uh, and Drew Timmy is the other Gonzaga yeah. one. So, uh, Villanova has one. Indiana has Trace Jackson Davis, who Illinois will see tomorrow. Actually, Villanova does have two. Uh, and then other in the Big Ten, if we're going to talk about the Big Ten for a minute, Hunter Dickinson's on there. Marcus mm-hmm. Carr's on there, so – not a surprising list. Uh, most of these players, I mean, Garz is obviously on there. So, you know, Western Kentucky has a player. Congrats. What would you say, say Garza's uh, odds to win it were? Minus 2,000. <laughs> He's going to win it easily. No doubt. And the only close players are like Jared Butler and Io and other Gonzaga players or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But anyway, you know, that's just the way that is. Uh, I got a blind resume for you later too. That we'll get into, which is extremely exciting, obviously. So, so yeah. So after Illinois wins this game, they tied uh, for second in the big 10 and uh, then Wisconsin goes to Penn state and loses somehow. Um, And so now Illinois is sitting alone at second place in the big 10. So, Good yeah. things happened over you the wouldn't weekend. Think, you wouldn't think that they would be 7-3 and three in the Big Ten with the way people have been talking. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Io DeSumo is named Big Ten Player of the Week. Uh, you know, routine. Yeah. He's all the time. Pretty, I Not mean, a big deal. I, he should be at more. I feel like he's getting the Michael Jordan treatment like we give him, you know. Well, Garza kind of stands in the way. And Yeah. I mean, could 
Yeah, I saw another uh, pointless statistic thing. Uh, he is only one of two players that are averaging at least 20.6 rebounds and four assists. Who's the other one? I don't know. They don't tell me that. All right, I can find this out in seconds. <laughs> you go find it. What else are you going to talk about while I find it? Well, uh, Illinois moved up to 12 in the AP poll. Is that correct? Yeah, they did. They're number four overall in the Big Ten in the AP, Michigan three, Ohio State seven, and Iowa eight. There it is right there. See? Yeah. I didn't know you made a banner. Yeah, I did. I think, right? Yeah. Um, Which I think is is probably about right. I mean, I thought probably 13, 14, but 12 is okay. What do you have them on your 30 list? 13, I think. think I had them at 17 the week before, and I moved them up less than – yeah, I had them at 13. So I moved them up four. The AP moved them up five. So it's probably a product of a lot of top ten teams losing from my – for my 10, I don't know who the other player is because I can't find a site that has, like, assists. Okay, well, thanks for nothing. I'm going to find it. I'm still <laughs> – I'm determined. If you have any questions in the comments, you know, throw those suckers in there. <clears throat> I'm sure nobody does, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. My God, the NCAA website's terrible. Here we go. Okay. This is team stats. Come on. Oh, my God. What are we doing? Okay. That was a good job. It's still going to take me a couple minutes here. (laughs) You got to get all the numbers here with these stats. You got to find out who the other player is, you know? Who would you think it would be? If you had to guess. Cade Cunningham, maybe? He's averaging 18, 6, and 3, so he's a couple points off. Well, we'll just move on. (laughs) Never going to find it. Okay, so what was it? 20 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, right? Uh All right, uh, Marcus Carr, no. Let's see, let's see. Champagne, no. <laughs> Champagne. I don't know how to pronounce it. Cam Thomas, no. Scotty Pippen Jr. is no way he has that many rebounds, but he's close. Uh, Kispert, probably not. Nope. Um, I'm going to find this. This is great radio. Marcus Carr is 20 points, four rebounds, five assists. Yeah, he's a couple rebounds off. Close. Devontae Jones? We're Very literally close. looking for one guy. In a, There's not that many guys that average 20. Probably years. somebody from like Appalachian State or something. I'm very determined to find this. Okay, so 20 points, six rebounds, four assists. <laughs> <laughs> People like this, trust me. Do they? Okay, so I'm going to go about this. From the assist standpoint, I'm going to find someone that averages four assists. That's a good player that plays a lot. How many rebounds do they need? Six. Ooh. How many assists? Four. Four. 
Mm. Devontae Jones is almost there. I just looked at him. <laughs> okay, so give me the list of players that average 20 points. Do you have that in front of you? Uh, There's a bunch. There's 32. Trey Mitchell. I'll go from the bottom. Okay. Trey, Trey Mitchell. Where does he play? Massachusetts. I mean, I can just click on him. TJ Starks. Where's he play? Uh, I don't have any idea what that says. <laughs> Sun, CSU Northridge Matadors. Is this even D1 basketball? Trace Jackson Davis does not have enough assists. Yeah. Corey Kispert. No, not enough enough assists. This is going to take an hour. Jameer Harris (laughs) has four assists, but only 2.8 rebounds. Stanley Umid. Umid? How many rebounds do they need? Six. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there's not another guy. Maybe this guy was just messing with us, huh? It could have been, yeah. Ever think of that? I I I did not. <laughs> okay, what about Davion Warren? Find his numbers. Davion Warren. Hampton. How many rebounds do we need? <laughs> Six. <laughs> How many assists? Four? Four. This is so hard. There's nobody on here that has four assists. This guy's lying to us. Oh, nope. That guy has two rebounds. Uh, who Did you say you looked at Antoine Davis? No, I did not. How about Obadiah Noel? Nope. Who? How about Justin Jaworski? Nope. All right, I'm going to go out from the rebound standpoint. AJ that's trying to find a guard sense. who averages enough rebounds. Cameron Shelton. Oh, how many rebounds? Six? Four yeah. assists? I got him. You ready? Cameron Shelton of the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. 21.6.6.2. Shelton, S-H-E-L-T-O-N. 21.6 points, 6.2 rebounds, 4.1 assists. Yes. All right. <laughs> Boom. Only took 20 minutes to do that. Well, on to the next one, guys. That was, Woo! How's Illinois doing in the net rankings, huh? All right. So the net rankings loves Illinois, and they have for weeks. Number two overall team in the Big Ten, fifth overall in the country, one spot ahead of Iowa, two spots behind Michigan. They're five and four in quad one. Three and one in quad two, one and oh, quad three, two and oh, quad four resume. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, five quad one wins tied for most in the country with Ohio State, Missouri, Alabama, Baylor, Gonzaga. Pretty good company right there. They lost to uh, three of those teams, by the way Baylor, Missouri, and Ohio State. Uh, Illinois, Iowa, Houston, Indiana, Duke, and Tulsa are all three and one in the net. So there's your company for three and one. Uh, bracketologically speaking, of course, um, I have in front of me six bracketologists, and I have where they have Illinois currently seated, who they would play, and so the they top have your name on it. 
it's I don't have a whole thing yet. Uh, <laughs> and it is the uh, top seeds, top eight seeds in each region of the region that they have Illinois in. Right. So we'll start. Mike DeCourcy, Fox Sports, has them as a four seed that would play 13-seeded Toledo out of the MAC. The other top seeds in this region would be Gonzaga, Houston, Florida State, Texas Tech, USC, Minnesota, and Xavier, which that would be uh, definitely because right there you got Gonzaga, who is, yeah, you know, the best team in the country. Right there with Baylor, yeah. Some, yep. Mm -hmm. Houston is number one defensively, according to Ken Palm. Florida State, I don't know how the hell they would have them as a three seed right now, but whatever. Very good team. Texas Tech as well. USC's good. Minnesota, Illinois, seen them already. They'll see them again. And Xavier, you know, decent team. All right, Jerry Palm of CBS Sports. Illinois, another one with Illinois as a four seed, playing 13-seeded Georgia State out of the Sun Belt. Uh, the top seeds in that region will be Villanova, Texas, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, Purdue, Minnesota, Louisville. So two more Big Ten teams. This would be pretty favorable because Villanova is definitely the worst of the one seeds that would yeah. be picked right now. Um, that wouldn't be too bad. Texas is good, but how good are they? We'll find out when they play Baylor tomorrow. Um, Tennessee's good, very good defensively. Oklahoma State, Underwood's former team for a year. Uh, they have Kate Cunningham, so that's all you need to know about them. They also play really hard. I mean, they stuck with Baylor in the first half without Cunningham. So uh, mm-hmm. Purdue, Minnesota, Louisville, Illinois, we've seen two of those three. Uh, Joe Lenardi, who just received an extension for what uh, on ESPN? Good guy, good guy. Seems like he does a good enough job. Uh, this was actually before the Iowa game, so he didn't even update today. Don't know why. Um, Lazy. He's too busy he's signing got that, that extension. contract extension. He didn't have to. He has Illinois as a four seed, so a theme here. Three of the first three of them is a four seed playing Belmont out of the Ohio Valley. That'll be a tough matchup. Belmont's always a team that comes in the tournament and at least stays with whoever they play. Uh, I think they were a playing team a couple years ago, um, but uh, I'm sure he might have Illinois as a three if they beat Indiana tomorrow after the Iowa win too. Uh, this is the region of death: Baylor, Iowa, Missouri, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Virginia Tech, Oregon. Yeah, I'm. I pass on that. Yeah, for sure. You have defense, offense. I feel like Missouri is like a tough team to play against. I don't know. Tennessee defense, Virginia, West Virginia. Wait, Oklahoma. I read a line wrong. Oklahoma. You know, they play well when they have the lead. They don't get rid of leads. Like look at what they did in Alabama. They took that game over. Uh, blah, blah blah blah. All right, let's get to the good ones. The less mainstream ones, Jonathan Warner. like from, Illinois a little bit better. From makingthemadness.com, as Illinois is a three-seed, also playing Belmont out of the Ohio Valley. Top seeds in this region would be Villanova, Texas, Tennessee, West Virginia, Florida, Virginia Tech, Minnesota. Not too bad, still pretty hard, uh, but it could be worse. Um, let's see. Much rather end up with Villanova over Gonzaga or Baylor. Yep, I would agree. I agree, absolutely. I'd rather end up with Gonzaga over Baylor or Villanova, if I'm being honest. You know, at least with Gonzaga, you'll be able to score some points easily and not get run out of the gym by an elite defense, which is exactly what Baylor did to Illinois in the second half. Uh, Okay. Rocco Miller of Bracketeer.org has Illinois as a three-seed, playing 14-seeded Navy out of the Patriot League. 
this is a pretty favorable uh, region, in my opinion. Villanova, Houston, Texas Tech, Purdue, Kansas, Colorado, Clemson. You have Villanova, Houston are great teams. Texas Tech's a solid team. Illinois beaten Purdue. I don't think Purdue's going to go very far this year. Kansas is not good. They're going to be overseeded. Colorado's good, but they're in a very weak Power Six conference. I think the Pac-12 is the worst conference out of the Power Six. And Clemson's another team that I think will end up being overseeded. It's like a seven when they shouldn't be. Um, so that's favorable. And then we have Tim Kruger of Stadium as Illinois is a three seed playing Siena. Uh, this is another favorable region. Houston, Villanova as the one and the two. Then you have Kansas, Minnesota, West Virginia, UCLA, Xavier. So the uh, Kansas is a four. We can throw his out. Yeah, I think his is pretty good overall, but that's a little <laughs> much. Um, and Minnesota's a five is a little rich for me, too. Uh, Another favorable one, though, you look at the three non-mainstream ones, Illinois is a three seed, Illinois with a favorable region, and then you look at the uh, mainstream ones, which, you know, they uh, aren't the best. Dan said the stretch <clears throat> big on Gonzaga makes me nervous. Yeah, Illinois doesn't really have anybody to guard a stretch um, big like that. I mean, Grandison is kind of filling, and I think that's why he's getting more playing time because he can guard somebody like that. But, yeah, Gonzaga scares me altogether. Just really good. I'm not that scared of him, to be honest. I mean, I don't know what, what – I mean, calm down, people. <laughs> I mean, they're a great team and definitely a 1A, 1B situation with Baylor. But right. do you guys get more scared by elite offenses over elite defenses? Because I'm scared of Baylor. Baylor has gotten so much better since they beat Illinois, and you know how good they looked in that game? I mean, yeah. Look at what Baylor did to Auburn. Auburn had no chance. They got Matthew Meyer just, like, with an insane tip dunk. Like, how does that happen? How do you let that happen? Also, Auburn can't even make the postseason because Bruce Pearl's a scumbag, but that's besides the point. All right. Let's do a blind resume real quick, then we'll preview the uh, Illinois-Indiana game. Okay. Blind resume for you, brought to you by nobody because we don't have any sponsors, but that's fine. <laughs> All right. I know my screen's dark, so give me a second with that. You need a ring light, bro. I would never do that. Uh, here we go. All right. Oh. Yeah, it was, it's on Twitter. That's why it's doing that. All right. Uh, blind resume. Which team should have a better seed right now? Team A is 18th in the net. KPI slash strength of record, which is the uh, index and the strength of record, 22. BPI, KP, SAG, 13.3. Quad 1, 3 and 3. Quad 2, 4 and 2. Quad 3, 2 and 0. Quad 4, 4 and 0. They're 1 and 3 in quad 1A, which I'm assuming is just the better teams of the quad 1 teams that they play. Uh, Team B is 31st in the net. KPI and strength of record, 15. BPI, KP, SAG, 31.7. Uh, they're two and three in quad one, four and zero oh in quad two, uh, two and zero oh in quad three, and five and zero oh in quad four. They're two and zero oh in quad one A. So, which team do you like? Uh, I would go with the first one. And let me just help you with this in terms of uh, uh, giving you a visual of what these. Uh, yeah, I need like. I need to see the numbers. I can't see them when you're. This is from Lucas Harkins at Hardwired Sports on Twitter. I personally like Team B. Zero losses outside of Quad One. Yeah, 
two, yeah, and a two and zero quad two one. And L. L. Yep. Okay, so these two teams are. Why did I take? I took the net rankings down. Dang it! Uh, so these two teams are Wisconsin and Virginia Tech. Okay. So I believe Virginia Tech's quad one A victories are. Villanova and Virginia because they beat Virginia last week and they beat Villanova early in the season. So pretty good wins for that team. They're a very up and down team, but they're also very good. And I think right now when my, you know, kind of just writing seeds down to see what sticks, I have them around a six. So, and I have Wisconsin around a, uh, a five. Maybe I tend to flip them after seeing that, those stats, but we'll see. Um, We'll have a blind resume every week probably because I can just find them on the internet anywhere. But let's do the preview now, Illinois. Wrong one. Illinois, Indiana. 8 p.m. tomorrow night on ESPN. Hopefully it's not Dockage. I know that there's that Twitter account that tweets out the um, – oh, that the announcers. Uh, yeah, I was trying to find that. I don't remember the name of it. Announcer schedule thing. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it is. That is not it. I can confirm. <laughs> Here, I, I know how to find this. Watch this. And another another section of the podcast where we're doing nothing. Uh, but that's fine. The best parts. All right, I found it. Let's see if it's up yet. I doubt it is. It's probably not going to be up till tomorrow. But if you look at ESPN tonight, they have Sean McDonough and Jay Billis on a Duke-Miami game. That's a waste of time. And then the late game, they have Bob Wischusen and uh, Fran Frischilla on Oklahoma, Texas Tech. So if we get them with Schusen and Frischilla, I'd be okay. I'd be definitely fine. Anything but Dockage, honestly. I mean, <laughs> true. Earlier today for uh, men's college basketball in the Louisville Georgia Tech game, that was on uh, ESPN, right? Or I, mean, I guess that was on ACC Network. ACC Network. Remember, you're complaining because you don't get it. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to watch that game. Uh, so, wasn't much of a game. Illinois is 11 and five, seven and three in the Big Ten. Indiana is nine and seven, four and five in the Big Ten. Uh, the first meeting between these two was on December 26th. Illinois won that game, 69-60. Illinois got off to a slow start. They had six days off, I believe, prior to this game, mm-hmm. or five days off, or whatever it was. Uh, they both teams were very sloppy. Illinois was up six and a half, I believe, and Iowa really took the game over in the second half, had 30 points, 11 of 17 in the field. Other notable stats, Kofi had 15 and 15 in this game, or in that game. DeMonte, two of three from downtown. Georgia had seven points, and he hit a three. Hopefully he doesn't shoot a three this time around. But Shooting 50%. Yeah, uh, Trace Jackson Davis had a terrible game 11 points, 8 rebounds, 3 for 13 in the field The only player that really kept Indiana in the game Was Armand Franklin Who had 23 points and made like every shot So yeah, and then, I mean, just Kofi's size against Trace Jackson Davis I think really affects him So hopefully that'll Keep up um, You know, Liddell kind of got to have his way With Kofi a little bit more So hopefully they didn't, didn't figure something out by watching that game tape, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so the Hoosiers have lost three of their last five. Um, lost to Wisconsin, Purdue, and Rutgers. Their two wins were Nebraska and Iowa. Um, I'll mute it. <laughs> so 
the uh, they're very weird, very odd team to evaluate. Three of the last five losses, <clears throat> nine and seven overall. They're a good team, but this is a team that Illinois should really have no problem uh, with. Um, so I'm not I'm not so sure how how it's going to go uh, in terms of how Indiana comes out because you know they have lost three of the last five and they right. beat Iowa in that stretch. Yeah, it's a very weird, yeah, very weird situation. Hazometrically speaking, though, of course, if you look at overall, Illinois number nine, Indiana 30th offensively and defensively. You have Illinois 16th offensively and 5th defensively, Indiana 47th offensively and 24th defensively. So those numbers all favor Illinois. Strength of schedule, Indiana 16th. And just when you thought that was a really good strength of schedule, Illinois upstages them at 13. Record quality, Illinois 21, Indiana 59. And then expected outcome. So they had Illinois winning by one in the expected outcome over Iowa. Mm -hmm. So now it's 71.67 to 68.34. There you go. So Illinois is going to win. Yeah. They typically are until there's a really messed up game. Like, like I think they had Drake like 30 points over Illinois State in that game went to overtime. Mm -hmm. And then tonight's probably the same thing. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. You look at Indiana's wins. They don't really have any – they have a couple of what you could consider, quote-unquote, bad losses. Uh, their wins, I mean, they have a couple of good ones. Tennessee Tech, not a good win. Providence, decent win. Stanford's a pretty uh, solid win. You have North Alabama, Butler, Penn State, Maryland, Nebraska, and their big win is Iowa. Uh, okay. Lost to a really good Texas team, a good Florida State team. They lost to Northwestern when it was – not when it was cool to lose to Northwestern. <laughs> when, when Northwestern was good for those. Yeah, four they games. also they also lost Illinois, Wisconsin, Purdue, and Rutgers. So coming off a loss to Rutgers, where they shot sixty two percent from three, ten of sixteen, they lose the game by nine. So wow. they they're coming off. Uh, you know, they lost at home in their last game. So I don't. It's going to be hard to do it two times in a row. But as we've said many times in this podcast, we always say, well. A lot of days off, Illinois is going to come out rusty. That wasn't the case in the last game. Right, right. Hopefully, Indiana comes out rusty. Yeah, need to show up. As of late, it looks like there's two different Illinois teams. I think the whole season's kind of been that way at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, that's sadly, that's typical Illinois, and it's it's kind of typical college basketball, too. Um, you don't know what team you're going to get. I mean, you look at, at the Big Ten, it's – it's coin flip most nights. So there's only two truly consistent teams in the country. Maybe three. Maybe four. Okay. Maybe four. <laughs> but Baylor and Gonzaga, very consistent. They've blown almost everybody out. Michigan had one bad game. Houston had one bad game. So that's kind of what, what it's like right now. I mean, you look at the losses that those teams took. Michigan lost to Minnesota. Not a terrible loss, but Houston lost to Tulsa, which was bad. Um, so you got to consider that. Uh, so your prediction? Uh, I'm going to take Illinois, 78-67. I think that they're going to. I don't think this game is going to be close. I'm hoping it's not going to be close, but then again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to so. keep it single digits. I'm going to take Illinois, 80 to 71. Uh, we've been really close. At least one of us has been close, like almost every game this year. That's how mm-hmm. smart we are. So yeah. um, should win this game. We'll see. We'll find out tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, of course, a late game uh, on ESPN. So they had eight, eight, o'clock, eight o'clock games are killing me. 
Eight o'clock with Fran Frischel is better than eight o'clock with Stephen Bardo. So, <laughs> all right, let's go around the Big Ten real quick before we wrap this up as we both click it. Um, <laughs> observation Michigan State is bad. I know they had a COVID pause. I think Illinois would have ran them into the ground if they actually played that game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I just hope they don't reschedule it and then Michigan State's on a run and figures out what they're doing wrong. I'm not scared of them. I'm not this, scared of them. This is not a Winston Tillman team. This is a, <laughs> this an is a nobody. Team. Watts got uh, benched. Aaron Henry not should Aaron. be better than he is. Yeah. Yeah, this is not a good Michigan State team. They, they put up 37 points against Rutgers. <laughs> 37. And then the game against uh, Ohio State yesterday was like semi close for like a couple minutes. And then even when Ohio State was only up like nine, you knew the game was over. Uh, so they're in trouble. Rutgers, quote unquote, appears to be back. These wins aren't great. Indiana, that's a good win on the road. Michigan State, terrible. I don't know what Michigan State is. And Northwestern's terrible. I mean, Northwestern's a joke. What an embarrassing way to play. Yeah, they start out 3 0 in the Big Ten, they completely collapse. Yeah, Boo Booey's a fraud. <laughs> anyway, a little wow. ricochet shot. I don't know, everyone talks about Goody as he has zero points against Illinois. Seriously? I'm just telling you how good Illinois is. No, he Since chokes in every, every one of their losses. He's been terrible, I guarantee it. I want to find out this dude's game log. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go after him because I'm sure he's a good guy. But uh-huh. Averaging nine points a game, 37% from the field. Terrible. Also, what kind of player from Albany, New York, wants to waste their time at Northwestern? You know, sometimes you only got op- certain options. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They've lost eight games in a row. Um, and Boo Booey has scored double digits in two of those games. Two points, zero points, zero points, five points, 12 points, nine points, 18 points, two points. Fraud. He had 30 against Michigan State. Everyone acts like he's the greatest thing ever. Get out of here with that. All right. Michigan, 18 days off before they play Illinois on the 11th. So next Thursday. Uh Uh, Their last game was on January 23rd against Purdue. And they beat up on Purdue pretty pretty swiftly and easily. Uh, their games with Penn State, Indiana, Michigan State, Northwestern were all postponed. So what's Michigan going to look like when they come back? We'll find out because they're not even practicing. I don't I assume they're not. So that okay. What is this? 2007? <laughs> come on. I mean that I Tom Izzo is definitely the best coach in the Big Ten. So you can't say I don't that. I don't think he is anymore. Oh, go pound nails with Steve Peichel then. I think he's probably number three. <laughs> You're crazy. Fran number one or? Fran is like 10. Okay. Because look at all – him and Underwood are similar but not similar in terms of what they've done. Like they have really good talent, and I feel like they're kind of hurting their own teams a little bit at times. So I'd say the top three Big Ten coaches right now, I would say – uh just to disrespect Tom Izzo, I would say number one is obviously Steve Peichel. Uh-huh. Um, number two is uh, Chris Holtman. Number three is Izzo. Number four, Jawan Howard. That's kind of how I look at it. Number five is obviously Fred Hoiberg, obviously. Um, yeah, he can just keep spreading the corona around the Big Ten. 
All right. At number six, Underwood. Number seven. Fran. I'll put him at seven. Uh, even though he's a a bird looking bitch. Um <laughs> so I'll put I'll put uh, RG Miller at eight, even though he's not good at all. Um, I'll put, uh, let's see here. Who else is in the Big Ten? I'll put whoever Penn State's coach is at nine. <laughs> okay. Put Patino at 10, overrated trash. Chris Collins, 11, overrated trash. Uh, I forgot who else is in the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, Turgeon, screw him. 12. <laughs> 13 will be. Who am I forgetting? You only got one left. Did you say guard? Oh, yeah. Guard 13 because I forgot him. <laughs> and painter 14. So there you go. Great. Obviously, Somebody write that down. Put it on Twitter. That was 5% a joke and 95% dead serious kind of. Right. All right. Okay. So good slate of games tomorrow, you said. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Michigan State, Iowa. Is Iowa by 20. Um, I think they're a ten and a half point favorite. So we'll see if uh, Tom Izzo can uh, coach his team to victory. Doubt it. Okay. Um, Penn State plays Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin the, revenge game by twenty five. Second time since because they played Saturday in which Penn State beat them. I don't know what the hell happened to that game. And then uh, Purdue plays Maryland, and Purdue has uh, broken into the AP top twenty five. They're twenty fourth after beating Minnesota over the weekend. So. Some good games tomorrow. Of course, Illinois plays, but these are where this is the other teams we're talking about. Ohio State, Iowa is the game to watch right there on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. That's a huge game. I believe Ohio State moved up to seven, seven or eight. In the Who AP. do we need to win that game as Illinois fans if Illinois beats Indiana? I it doesn't matter. Who are you like? Who are you more worried about to go on a run? To finish the season, I would say I would want uh, be more Iowa State about, to win. Yeah, I'd be more worried about Iowa running yeah. it out. Um, I think I think Iowa is is skidding right now, and they always talk about how Fran can't coach in February, so uh, they probably need that win. But, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other game uh, that you threw on there because I didn't uh, Minnesota. Not a Rutgers. bad game, Rutgers. No, it's gonna be a good. It will be a good basketball game. But yeah, all the other games game. include a ranked team. So, who cares about ranked teams? People. The A people. The sucks. Casuals. The A people sucks. Casuals care. All right, I guess that's the end of the episode. That's be it. I hope you guys enjoyed that ten minute intermission <laughs> while we looked up who the other guy. What? Who? What was his name? You remember? Oh my god. <laughs> Shelton was his last name. That's all I remember. Anyways. Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. The basketballer. Shelton. He's from Northern Cameron Arizona. Shelton. Obviously Cameron. Looked it up. All right. All right. That'll do it. Episode 50, the big one, halfway to 100, the big one, coming probably on Friday to talk about this game and a hopeful win over Indiana. And then they play Wisconsin on Saturday. So there you go. Well, mm-hmm. that hope you enjoyed. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Rate, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll see you there.